minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
I make this trip through Mobile once every year. I remember the man who prayed here. Now the million is gone, a few died, some moved on. But the back of the store still remembers the song. The nine men who waited till one came along. How Shabbos was carried on a song.
a.m. in the a.m. Boy, we've been playing a lot of Oh My Kadover, haven't we? Uh, there they are with Echad Yachid. You heard Lenny Solomon and company off Schlockapella with Minion Man. Va'ala Kol, that was Simcha Liner. Shlomo Katz and Yismach Melech. Am Yisrael, that's a Shira Chadasha Boys Choir. Shema Koleinu with Pete Dom and Regesh with Modaani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's a Wednesday. Welcome to JM in the AM. Bigger, better, more incredible than ever on this September 21st, day 18 in the month of Elul. Today is Chai Elul. I was sitting with uh, one of my friends from Chabad the other day, and they said that the Chai Elul seems to be the day, or they told me it is the day, uh, where people start coming in from around the world to the uh, New York area, to the Crown Heights area for the uh, Yom Narayim, for the high holidays. So we welcome those who are traveling in or are now part of the... Uh, Part of the experience here in this area as we get closer and closer to the high holidays. Um, 70 degrees outside with 85% humidity. Winds are north at 2 miles an hour. Partly cloudy, a high 86. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low 66. Tomorrow, sunshine. High temperature, 84 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 89. We're at 70 here in uh, Jersey City as we say good morning on a uh, on a Wednesday here at JM in the AM. Packed show as usual. We have uh, President Joel from Yeshiva University who's scheduled to join us later on in the 8 o'clock hour. Big day for YU, community-wide, and we'll explain why coming up. Uh, tomorrow night's the big game, Israel against Great Britain. Who are you rooting for, everybody? Israel or Great Britain? Tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at MCU Park in Brooklyn, New York. We're going to be rooting for Israel. We're unabashedly, uh, yeah, nothing against our friend. We have some great listeners in Great Britain. That's true. Uh, but we've got a route for Israel tomorrow night, and we'll be there, and I hope you'll be there. And we'll have an update for you. And Sarah Rosenfeld, who was spectacular in terms of presenting at the uh, One Israel Fund dinner the other night, she, more than anybody, can explain why the Binyamin region of Israel needs a medical center. And unfortunately, if you'll hear the story later on, you'll agree, unfortunately it could be said in a sentence or two. And we'll explain all that coming up. She's uh, planning on visiting us in the 7 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. 28 minutes before 7 o'clock on this um, JM in the AM Wednesday. David Lowy is expected to call in tomorrow. We'll talk about his brand new offerings here at this great radio broadcast. And as we mentioned yesterday, if you don't have the NSN app yet in your phone, make sure to have it. There are other ways of listening to this radio show. Uh, going forward, there are many, many different methods. I don't know of any as simple as the push of a button on your phone, your iPad, your iPod, uh, of the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app. So I strongly suggest you take care of that and do so as soon as possible so that um, you have it and uh, and you're ready for the big future of JM in the AM. And yes, we have a big, bright, and incredible future ahead. And we'll certainly uh, get into more detail as the weeks go on. 27 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's JM in the AM. I thank you for tuning in. Here's the great music of Rabbi Baruch Chait.
نیستیم لبوی سینو بیامی ماهیم بیامی ماهیم پس من ازه میشه و سونیستیم لبوی سینو بیامی ماهیم بیامی ماهیم پس من Bigger, better than ever. 
Lipo with Ben Fega. You heard Micha Gammerman Bazmana Zeb. Benny Friedman's Batuach on Yakavia done by Zevi Kaufman. Aisha Schail from Shalshelis and Rai Baruch Chaitin Company with Adon Alum from the Awake album. 7 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sony and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. And there are many ways to listen to this radio show, as we mentioned yesterday. I can't think of any easier one than the NSN app, which is tuned in from around the world. And I want to thank <laughs> I want to thank Israel for checking in on the app just now. I want to thank uh, Paris for checking in on the app just now. And I want to thank everybody locally who's now changing over to the NSN app. If you don't have it, search Nahum Siegel Network in your phone app store, and um, and that's it. You'll have it 24 hours a day. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Wednesday is next at JMN. סוכל ניסיון דקירה סמוך לשגרירות ישראל בטורקיה, אי נפגעים ישראלים באירוע. כתבתנו קרן בן מורדכי. התוקף שהחזיק סכין בידו וניסה להיכנס לשגרירות נורא על ידי איש ביטחון מקומי ברגלו ונתפס. על פי גורמים במשטרה הוצק אלו אקבר בעת המתקפה. ברשת CNN טורק מדווחים שהתוקף מעורר בנפשו וכי המשטרה המקומית בוחנת את עיקו סמוך לשגרירות. ממשרד החוץ בירושלים נמסר כי התוקף נורא לפני שהגיע לתחומי השגרירות ולכל הצוות הישראלי שלום. על רקע הפגישת נתניהו ואובמה בניו יורק דחתה הוועדה המקומית לתכנון ובנייה בירושלים את כל דיוניה זאת כדי לא לאפשר מתן היתרי בנייה בשכונות שמעבר לקו הירוק כך פרסם לראשונה כתבנו מיכאל שמש סגן ראש עיריית ירושלים דוב קלמנוביץ' תקף את ההחלטה בתוכניתנו עושים צהריים מה זה? אני חושב שהפכנו להיות פיונים של האמריקאים ויש לי איזושהי אולי הצעה פרקטית, בוא נבטל את ועדת תכנון ומניעה בירושלים ונעביר אותה למשרד החוץ האמריקאי, כי כנראה אנחנו לא רבונים. מי שקובע את סדר היום זה האמריקאים. ומעיריית ירושלים נמסר, לא תהיה כל הקפאת בנייה, לעתים ישנם עיכובים שאינם מהותיים ונובעים מסיבות טכניות בלבד, לשון התגובה. צעירה בת 17 נפצעה בינוני מדקירה על רקע הפלילי בתל אביב. החשוד נעצר לפני זמן קצר על ידי המשטרה. כתבנו איתמר קציר. החשוד בן ה-19 וחצי הוא ככל הנראה בן זוגה שלה נדקרת והוא נתפס בפתח תקווה זמן קצר לאחר שהתקבל הדיווח על אירוע הדקירה. הנערה בת ה-17 פונתה לקבלת טיפול רפואי בבית החולים איכילוב, בעוד החשוד במעשה נלקח לחקירה והוא צפוי להיות מובא בהמשך להארכת מעצר. אחרי שראש מועצת גוש עציון דוידי פרל אישר כי שילם דמי שתיקה לצעירה שהתלוננה נגדו על תקיפה מינית, מ' חברו הקרוב מכחיש את הטענות כי מדובר בצעירה וטוען כי מנסים לפגוע בראש המועצה. הנה מ' מקורבו של פרל ששוחח עם יעל דן. אין שום אמירה מבוססת שמדובר בצעירה, למיטב ידיעתי מדובר באישה בגילו של דוידי. התנהגות לא ראויה בין שני אנשים שכל אחד מהם נשוי למישהו אחר. מי שיצא עם הסיפור הזה זה כנראה בן אדם שאו רוצה לפגוע בפורום תקנאים כי זה רחוק מדי, רוצה לפגוע בדוידי. מועצת הכבלים והלוויין הורתה להסיר משירות ה-VOD של חברת הוט פרקים של הסדרה שכונה בטענה כי הם מעודדים הימורים. לדברי המועצה, בתכנים מוצג מילוי טפסים של הימורים כפעילות משפחתית והגלות לוטו מוזכרות בהקשר חיובי. כתבתנו יובל אונגר שוחחה עם יושבת ראש המועצה יפעת בן חי שגב. ראינו בחומרה רבה מאוד את העובדה שתוכנית שמיועדת לילדים ולנוער משדרת סוג של עידוד וקישור בין הימורים, בין הצלחה בחיים. אם יוצרי הסדרה שזרו את מוטיב ההימורים לאורך כל העונה כולה, מבחינתי הם יצטרכו לצלם אותה מחדש. 
התחזית ממחר תחול ירידה ניכרת בטמפרטורות. ולסיום, עשרה כלבים אירופאים עשו עלייה לישראל והצטרפו לשורות המשטרה. כתובתנו עדה שטייף. מדובר בכלבים שהובאו ארצה מצ'כיה והחלו את הכשרתם לקראת תפקידם החדש, עזרה לשוטר בשטח, לנסוך ביטחון באזרח ולסייע בטיפול בעבריינים. חמישה חודשים תיארך הכשרתם של הכלבים. מדובר בכלבים מסוג רועי צ'כי שנבחרו בקפידה על ידי וטרינרית וכלבני המשטרה. שיהיה בהצלחה. עד כאן החדשות שעורכת רון רוזנבוים. בחסות BMW.
J.M. and the A.M. on a Wednesday with the Miami Mizrach album. Atak Kadosh, the name of that one. Eighth Day had Utsu. You heard Modim done by Shia Robinson. Yitzhak Fuchs from a, a live performance that was actually done in this building six years ago from one of our J.M. and the A.M. live CDs. It's called Mizmar Ladovid. And Shlomo Katz opened up the hour here at J.M. and the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast. I thank you for tuning in. Reminder that the Slichos for the Ashkenazi community begins this coming Saturday night. Sunday morning, and uh, as you would suspect, the uh, Parky Synagogue has announced that uh, Chazan Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott, their amazing cantor, is going to be uh, leading the Slichos service. Rabbi Schneier is going to be speaking on the State of World Jury at 9 p.m. At 10.30 p.m. this coming Saturday night, it's uh, cantor Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott with unique selections, Maestro Russell Gare and the choir, and it's going to be, as you would suspect, a sold-out crowd. In fact, we'll uh, get the uh, last-minute word, so to speak, from Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky tomorrow at some point here at JM in the AM, and he'll let us know if there's any seats available still for that Slicha service, which is always in great demand. Uh, Young Israel of Manhattan features our Pesach Chrome beginning at 11.15 Saturday night before their Slicha service down on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And we mentioned yesterday uh, the uh, Kumsitz that's taking place in... Um, uh, B'nai Yashurin in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, that's also happening, obviously, this coming Saturday night in advance of Slichus. Uh, so there's, uh, that, those are just three. There are many Slichus services and inspiring pre-Slichus events going on. Check out what's happening in your area. Also, make sure you install the NSN app. As we discussed yesterday, going forward, you will need either the NSN app or one of our other many platforms to make sure to be tuned into JM and the AM on a daily basis. So make sure to search Nahum Siegel Network for the NSN app in your phone, iPod, iPad, etc. Install that today and get ready for our uh, uh, for the next stage of JM in the AM. Rabbi David Goldwasser has said his words Zechanishmas are of Zeb and Yosef Alevi and Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Great Rav Shmuel of Nicholsburg offers supportive guidance in our efforts to do tshuva. He compares the exertion of a person who is carrying a heavy bundle from one place to another. After a while, he's exhausted and resolves that he can only carry it a little bit further to the trees that he sees in front of him. Having made that decision, the load already feels lighter. Once he reaches the tree, he feels he can walk a little further, another hundred feet. He sets for himself targets that are not too far and ultimately, he can reach his destination. Similarly, when the Pasuk says, Shuva Yisrael, return Yisrael to Hashem, it implies slow progress in Avodos Hashem, from one stage to the next. Every individual knows his own weaknesses and his own strengths. We have to tap into our own attributes in order to understand our potential and make strides in our spiritual growth. Dovid HaMelech in Tehillim Parak Chav Zayin says one thing I ask of Hashem. It's explained as the Yetzirah wages war against man. It tries to cause an individual to sin. The individual wants to prevail against the Yetzirah. So Dovid HaMelech says one should merely undertake one thing. One should make one small resolution that he will be able to stand by and continue to do throughout the year, then he'll be victorious in his battle against the Yetzirah. A person who makes a good Kabbalah has done something that is unreal. The Chidush Yarim notes that when a person undertakes to do one mitzvah regularly, 
that mitzvah will be the one that will tip the scale in his merit. A bocha once came to the mashkiach of the Chevron Yeshiva, Hagoin Reb Yehuda Leib Chasman. He asked exactly which Kabbalah he should be able to accept upon himself during the Yom Naroim. Reb Leib answered him, he should go outside and think about some small act that he could fulfill for the entire year. Even though it would be something small, he said, since it would be done regularly, it would be very significant. The young man went out and soon returned to report to the Goyim. When the Mashkiach heard what he had resolved, he suggested that he should only do half of it, but he should make sure to do so under all circumstances. He noted that it was more important to make a resolution that one will definitely be able to sustain than to resolve to do something that he would be unable to complete. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. and the A.M., our Elul shofar blowing, since the shofar is blown every Sunday through Friday during Elul, except for Erev Rosh Hashanah. We do it here for you at J.M. in the A.M. Plenty happening here on a um, uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, President Joel of Yeshiva University is going to be joining us. Big day for Yeshiva University today, and we'll explain all that coming up. We get an opportunity now to visit with somebody or have uh, them visit with us. Uh, who we spent Monday night with. It was an amazing gathering a Monday night at the uh, One Israel Fun Dinner in New York City. And many people responded favorably, as we would have hoped. And uh, thank God those hopes came to fruition. Um, for all the different causes and all the different things that the One Israel Fund is doing, uh, safety and security, obviously, always number one on their list. But they've uh, gone ahead and made a very big deal, rightfully so, about their activities regarding the Pinachama. Those of you who've been to a Pinachama in Israel know just how important it is for our soldiers, for the IDF soldiers to have one in their area. And uh, then, of course, the biggest project, which we've alluded to already on the air in conversations, is the uh, medical center that has officially been announced for the Binyamin region. And uh, there is um, a tremendous interest, thank God, among the uh, people who care about Israel from thousands of miles away to make sure that that medical center gets built. David Marcus is here on a JM in the AM Wednesday morning with a very special guest. Good morning to you and welcome back to JM in the AM. Morning, morning. A pleasure as always. I enjoyed the look back at the dinner at what you had done in Efrat. I enjoyed because I've been to the Efrat Medical Center, as you know. Yeah. yeah. And we've had the opportunity. You had the show broadcast a year ago. And, and we've seen it in action. We've seen in action, we've seen just kind of impact it's had not only on the community, but the entire region, you'd have to say, right? And uh, now that model is being, uh, is being used, is being duplicated, and then it, you indicated that not only duplicated, but improved upon for what's going to be Bezrat Hashem, the medical center in the Binyamin region. So right. We were very fortunate to uh, build a tremendous project uh, that uh, we, we started really uh, out of a small caravan, not right. knowing what, uh, where we're going with it. And, and it grew up into a tremendous facility, uh, really a first-grade um, medical facility with a very wide variety of abilities uh, right. that, that transformed Gush region. Uh, it's, uh, you really need to... 
uh, be jealous of anyone that lives in Gush Etzion today because of the accessibility to uh, quality care. And it was great seeing the leadership of Dr. Glick, who I knew before, way before he had the yeah. title doctor, really be involved in one of the key figures in the entire uh, he's process. The chairman, he's the chairman and the medical director and the moving yeah. force behind it, a tremendous, tremendous human being. Um, and uh, this experience that we gained in Efrat uh, uh, became uh, the example that needs to be followed. And uh, we're going to get to our special guest in a moment, yeah. but one of the other things I discovered that night on Monday, which I wasn't aware of, is that you already had a parcel of land. You already know exactly where this is going, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. thank God the land is already designated. We have a six and a half dunam of land, and Incredible. Uh, there's already drawn up plans. And, uh, so this is, not, this is not pie in the sky, let's get this going. This is, we know exactly what it's going to cost, and let's yeah, get moving. Yeah, this is a seven to eight million dollar project that is going to happen. Uh, right. we're, we're, uh, we're ready to roll. We met so, Sarah uh, Rosenfeld on Monday night, and uh, her son Malachi was uh, the victim of a terror attack back in the summer of 2015. Uh, this story, and I, I said this earlier, that unfortunately uh, this story really takes a sentence or two to understand the relationship between the Rosenfeld family and this brand new um, medical center uh, slated for the Binyamin region, which is so vital. Uh, if there was a medical center in the Binyamin region, like the one that we are dreaming about right now, um, things very possibly might have been different. We know God is in control, obviously, but things possibly may have been very, very different for Malachi Rosenfeld, Sarah Rosenfeld, Shalom, Shalom, Boker Tov, and welcome to the show. Boker Tov, I could say Boker Tov, that's good. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Very good. Good morning to you. Um, let's just talk about it. It's painful, I'm sure, to talk about, but it's so important if we're going to make sure that our listeners can help in the whole mm -hmm. process of building the medical center. Explain why or what had happened uh, that took so long for Malachi to be treated. Um, Malachi was coming back home from a basketball game in Binyamin and the terrorist car was waiting on the way and they shot the car that Malachi was sitting in uh, like a lot of bullets around 20 uh, all four boys they were seated they, uh, they were wounded but Malachi was wounded the worst uh, they were thinking about they brought choppers but uh, they were afraid the terrorists are still down there so they hesitated to land mm. and until the ambulance came and he didn't have the right equipment for such a bad injury so they started going to Jerusalem, but it's a long way. And in the middle, I, I think they changed the ambulances. And like you said, we are not God. I don't know what had to happen, right. but it looks like time was a crucial effect in this wound. And he lost a lot of blood. By the time it took like 60 minutes to get to the hospital to Shari Tzedek. The attack, the, attack, the attack happened where? Near in which? Shvut Rachel, uh, on the way home. It's like in Mateh Binyamin, we have right. over 40 Yishuvim there. And Shiloh, um, Shvut Rachel, Eli, I don't know anyone right. who knows this. Uh, on the way to Kochav HaShachar, we live in Kochav HaShachar. Right. And the nearest hospital is Jerusalem. We have nothing on the way except ambulances and very good people who want to help, but... I mean, you need the right equipment, you need the right knowledge, the doctor knowledge, and Malachi died on the way, and that's our uh, personal story, but my husband is really thinking about it all the time. How could, you know, when you lose someone that dear and you have a hole in your heart, you try to fill it with something meaningful, with something that gives you... Uh, meaning to this uh, very awful thing that happens to you and one of the things uh, my husband Eliezer thinks about is he would be very comforted if he would know that not just because of this but this helped uh, that Binyamin should have a medical center 
And in the future, people, we have a lot of soldiers there. We have mm -hmm. over 60,000 people living there. And we hope that it's really crucial. I mean, it's, it's, we are a lot of people very far from Jerusalem. And um, I hope it will save, li save lives of people and will help in general. And it would make a good feeling for us and for all the people who live there. Sarah Rosenfeld is here talking about the uh, the terrorist attack on Malachi Rosenfeld, which took his life in the summer of 2015. I, I don't mean to go into to, to bring up all the details, but and I'm sure it's painful. But was this said to you? Did the doctors ever say to you, you know, that that it was just too long? It was just too. It, it took too long to get him here. It might have been. Very different, again, medically. We know HaKadosh Baruch Hu has mm -hmm. the ultimate decision. But was this actually said to you, that if we had more time with him in the hospital, it may have been different? They tried to uh, spare us the pain. Right. So they really, they were talking around it. Right. They say that he lost a lot of blood and that uh, if he could get there earlier, but they tried their best. They didn't really, you know, just stand there and tell us because it's very painful and very... Uh, but they did talk about the time as a crucial uh, effect in this, the, in the ongoing of the scene, the, what happened until he got there. Right. Uh, and and you, you don't have to be a doctor to understand that. Understood. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Right, understood. Um, where the, um, the parcel of land is, where the One Israel Fund, and I'm sure many partners, you know, together want to build the medical mm -hmm. center. Uh, how far is that from where Malachi's life uh, was taken? 20 minutes, 25 minutes. Shar Binyamin is the central of Binyamin. Right. It's like the, the most of the... As the name is, the gateway of Binyamin. Yeah, right. gate, yeah, it's like a start for all the Yishuvim. It's a, a center. It's really a center there. This location then was obviously strategically chosen with great forethought about where it belongs. Yeah, we, we examined many, many different parcels of land before we chose this location. Um, the uh, idea of the location is that all the major arteries running through Binyamin all come into the same juncture point. In fact, there is a major bus terminal that is going to be complete in the next few months mm. that is going to be across the street from the future medical center. Um, essentially, it's the central bus station of Yehudah Shamron. So right. all public transportation are going to run through there as well. So the end and the terrorists do everything in their power to try to get people like Sarah and her family to either, I don't know, move away or give up or stop building or stop. And it's just the opposite of what happens. Bus stations are built, medical centers go up, and I would assume even in your neighborhood, more and more people continue to help build. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way Jewish people are, I, I guess. I, I'm happy for that. Uh, that's the way, that's the answer, I think, the only answer we know, to keep on living, to keep on building, uh, to be there. I believe Israel is stronger this way. Uh, we are there for 37 years already in Kochav Shachau. It's not a small something. <laughs> uh, my whole life is there, my family, I raised my kids there, I built my house there, it's, it's home for us. Where are you from originally? Your English is amazing. Ah, that's another story for another <laughs> program, how my English is so good, yeah. Okay. It has a nice reason for that, too. Um, Sarah Rosenfeld is here in our studio. I mean, obviously, I would, I would suspect, and God forbid any of us should know, of course, but I would suspect, obviously, since then, you know, the thoughts that go through your mind as you drive in the region, through that area, etc., I can only imagine. But before that, and for other families, I is it something that, that's always on the mind of parents in that region? Is it something that, you know, you're always 
concerned about the way you know the i mean here as i said to you before we went on the air we've just had a couple of terrorist attacks in this mm-hmm. area but we're, we're not in the mentality as i'm sure you can relate of thinking about it on a regular basis wondering about our kids leaving and coming home is this something that that you and all the parents the thousands in kochava shachar go through each day not only in kochava shachar it's always i'm a social worker i work in uh, Yamin, in this uh, area uh, i was in a lot of uh, Attacks. A lot of people I knew died on the way home, and I had to go and tell the people. It's all. It's in my. It's like amended into my life for many years. Uh, I used to go on the. I used to go with a car to work and come back. And I'm not talking when I send my children. Very, very. Uh, a lot of thoughts. We are not always so calm when we go. People ask us. So why do you stay? So that's like when you weigh important things in your life and values. And so at the end, the bottom line is that we stay, but it's, it's not easy. And I'm thinking a lot about it after what happened, if I risk my kids when I stay on living there. Uh, but then, you know, you go to Tel Aviv and you have an attack. And the first thing I saw on TV when I just landed off the, the plane landed and I got out to the... And you arc the the whole television s- screens were full of terrorists. Uh, right. I didn't know if to cry or to laugh. Right. But like as a believer, I believe that what has to happen happens. That's the the way I comfort myself when I get into hectic right. uh, mood, and I'm saying let's go. And my kids, I'm risking my kids. But then when I think it over again, I say. Whatever has to happen, happens. But nonetheless, as you said Monday night, we still have to do everything in our power to to help HaKadosh Baruch Hu change circumstances if it's possible, and that's why this medical center, for you obvious know, a reasons, A year is so before important. that, we have a son, Meir, he was a soldier in Golani. He was right. in uh, Aza, in Tsukaitan, in the war. And Malachi was the one who was um, really crazy that he, he was afraid to lose his brother in Aza. A year later, exactly, in Tammuz, we lost Malachi. Meir is safe. He was, you know, uh, uh, Kadosh Baruch Hu's, uh, calculations yeah. are not uh, human beings. And, and so that's what I do. I drive. I'm a little stiff. I look around my back and forth and I tell myself, Sarah, calm down. You know, Kadosh Baruch Hu runs the world, not you. It's not easy for me to say that, but I know that. Yeah. So... At the end, we go on, we live a beautiful life there. We raise great kids. Uh, people there are really good people, a lot of tzedakah, a lot of... You end up living in, the, in a place you know, with neighbors you are over 30 years with, that comforted you in very bad days. So it's not easy just to... And I think we keep, for all the Jews, we keep Israel there. I really think so, but that's politically, I won't go into Yeah, well, I totally agree with you. But as you said earlier, maybe that's for a different conversation, but I totally agree with you. I've I've told many IDF soldiers that because of them, I'm able to live here. And they look at me like I'm crazy, but of course... in a way, it's right. uh, 100% right. All right, David Marcus, uh, practically speaking, you know that there are a lot of people in this audience that have taken to Sarah Rosenfeld's message. It's something that you saw uh, Monday night, how people in this area, thousands of miles from Israel, are anxious to help build the Binyamin Region Medical Center. What what is the next step? I think it's very important for people to understand. Uh, We're talking, um, you know, beyond the uh, immediate uh, life-saving aspects and Mm -hmm. the security need. Uh, A a region, in order for for life to flourish throughout Yudav Shemron, people need to feel that their life is secure and normal. 
They need to have easy access. So when right. they get a cold, they have a doctor that's nearby that they could see. If in the middle of the night they, they have a little laceration or they break something, they know there's a place that they could go to. And it's, it's, it's from every aspect of medicine. Uh, what we're trying to actually accomplish is build essentially a very large um, outpatient hospital. It's going to be for all intensive purposes with all the bells and whistles that a hospital has. With real medical and, personnel. Uh, with real medical personnel and real equipment and, and yeah. uh, serious, this is a very, very serious undertaking that's going to transform the region. I can tell you that the uh, center in Efrat has become the employer oh. of no less than 150 families. Unbelievable. Um, so you could just imagine when we're going on this project that is going to be significantly larger than the project in Efrat because it's servicing a much larger region, the impact that this could have on life in general, and, and, and the draw of new population, of, of high-caliber population, professionals that will come and be part of this project is, is a really great endeavor. So for an Israel Fund to partner with the original Council of Benjamin on a project, this is a, a tremendous honor and, and a, a really something that we're all very invigorated about. So what do people do? I'm sure there's a phone number, a website, etc., where they sure, can get more information, speak yes, with uh, you, etc. What do people could do? Contact One Israel Fund. You could go to the One Israel Fund website, oneisraelfund.org. You could contact me by email, Rav Marcus at One Israel Fund. dot org. Uh, you could call us by phone anytime, five one six two three nine nine two zero two, and uh, join us. This Simple. is a great project to. Uh, get involved with. Simple as that. It is a, uh, a very much needed uh, a medical center for the Binyamin region and uh, the Rosenfeld family, as you heard Sarah say this morning um, and tell her story, uh, obviously is, a, uh, a, is, is proof positive why this is so vital and so necessary and as soon as possible. So everybody out there, please, if you are capable in any way and really at any level to help the One Israel Fund make this a reality, uh, be in touch with uh, Rav Marcus. It's Rav Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, at oneisraelfund.org. Go to the website, oneisraelfund.org. Anybody, i got to put this in because I think it's such a wonderful concept, and as you know, we had an opportunity to broadcast from one of them in February. If anyone does want to support the Pinachama, which is so important to the idea of soldiers, you've undertaken that project. Sure. I, I think you're more than halfway there already based on what happened Monday night to build a new one in Beit El, which is pretty amazing. Yes, that's, that's the next endeavor. We just completed building a beautiful one in Michmash. Uh, we're actually waiting for it to be installed. Uh, so hopefully, if any of you coming Sukkot time, it's a great little stop to pull over. It was done in the memory of um, Yanai Weissman, right. the uh, young uh, young man that uh, protected uh, people at the Rami Levy shopping center when he stopped the terrorists with his bare hands. Correct. Um, and uh, so now that that's complete, we're on to the next one uh, on the Betel Juncture on uh, Givat Asaf, right off the main highway. Um, so, even uh, I, I even have to mention the. Uh uh, what was discussed Monday night regarding the uh, bulletproof vests and what you're doing to help those who are first responders in the Judea and Samaria region. Um, okay. So many people out there uh, think that the One Israel Fund jumps into action at the height of, I don't know, intifadas, terrorism, when everything's in the headlines. These, these f uh, extra 400 vests and this right. The truth of the matter is this, uh, that this is what the organization is all about. Uh, we're about building life. And every day. About, every uh, day. Uh, not yeah. just an emergency situation. Exactly. So it's everything from uh, playgrounds for children right. to mikvaot and shuls and schools and, and just creating the opportunity for life. Um, and, and, you know, security obviously is always way on top of our list. Um, so if it's installing sophisticated camera systems, it's as simple as making sure that the first responders are protected. 
So, you know, we initiated this project first to get these um, civilian-style um, adapted uh, bulletproof vests for the chief of security teams. Um, we said set ourselves a goal of getting 300 vests in play. Um, we accomplished the goal, but the main thing that we accomplished is we got the IDF to wake up and say, wait a minute, this is a great design for civilians. This is exactly what we need to do. And the Army uh, committed themselves to supply no less than 4,000 vests to every single first responder. Oh, I said 400. Um, it's 4,000. 4,000 <laughs> vests that the Army is is coming in is all because of the work that we did, because they love the design, realized that we were right about it, and, and launched this project. Um, so now our next endeavor is now to get um, a modified uh, bulletproof vest into the medical first responders that we started Amazing. together with. That's all I, I want to say Shabana. something. Yes, sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry yeah, for sure. budging in, but... Like, as a bereaved family, a social worker, and a woman, I guess, I want to say that behind the, the things, buildings, vests, the feeling that we get, that I got when I was standing there Monday, and I'm listening to you now, is it's a way uh, for all Jews to feel connected. I feel hugged now. I feel comforted, not be just because of the building, because of the feeling and the meaning that people, my brothers, are helping me, even though they don't even know me. And thousands of miles away. Yeah, and it gives us a feeling that you, you are with us, you know? Achenu Israel. Mamash, mamash, really. It, it's, uh, That's a good feeling for us that you say yeah. that. It is one big collective hug from the uh, American really Jewish community. It's really overwhelming. I'm just, I'm saying it's not only the vest, it's the, the hug that comes with it. So thank you for that. Tadarabah. David Marcus is available. One Israel Fund website is uh, active. You can see what's happening with all the projects. I'm sure the videos are up there, etc. You can check out what's happening and be in touch with him. Rav Marcus at oneisraelfund.org. Uh, the 516 number is up there on the website as well, so you can contact uh, the organization by phone. Sarah Rosenfeld, Dash Cham, to everybody in Kochava Shachar, <laughs> and to Eliezer. And uh, I, I, I cannot wait for the day when you and your husband are standing there at the dedication of the medical center. It's going to happen hopefully soon, as you know. And Bezrat Hashem, it's going to transform the Binyamin region. Tadarabha. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. More coming up. Five minutes before 8 o'clock, you're listening to JM in the AM.
I'm wrapping up the hour with Ohad here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. A uh, minute after 8 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org, and of course, on the NSN app. Plenty coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. The president of Yeshiva University, and a very important day for Yeshiva University, is going to be joining us. And uh, we are supposed to get uh, a word in from Steve Cohen about tomorrow night's uh, big game, Israel versus Great Britain at the World Baseball Classic in Brooklyn tomorrow night. Hope to see everybody there. Bring your Israeli flags, by the way. So we're supposed to get an update from him. Hopefully we will coming up. Reminder that Cantor Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott is, of course, the chief cantor of Parky Synagogue. Slichus this coming Saturday night. Rabbi Schneier's State of World Jury Address begins at 9, 10.30 p.m. for Cantor Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott and the Slichus service. So make sure you are um, uh, make sure you contact Parky Synagogue if you want to be there. It's going to be sold out, as it always is. So go to parkysynagogue.org and get your reservations in. Make sure to do that. The bake sale for Our Mayor Bracha. This year, Stacy Siegel has designated Our Mayor Bracha for the benefit of the uh, annual bake sale. It happens this coming Sunday 
at the Seagull home on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. That happened Sunday between 2 and 8. Uh, Leora Teji was with us yesterday. It's an amazing organization, Ormei Obrucha, and you get the opportunity to help out. Just, uh, well, all you got to do if you want information is contact Stacy Siegel, which is easy enough. And, by the way, you can contact me first if you need to. And uh, we'll welcome everybody on Sunday for an amazing organization, an incredible effort to help victims of terror, especially now before Rosh Hashanah. If you heard our conversation yesterday, you know how important that is. So we'll have that uh, for you this coming Sunday. And... Um, and uh, plenty more happening in this 8 o'clock hour if you keep it here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. It's the Chevra here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Well, as I mentioned, uh, President Richard Joel, the president of the Yeshiva University, we love when he visits us here at J.M. and the A.M. And he is here this morning. It is a big day for YU. We're going to explain why in a moment. Uh, Alan Sector, who is the executive director of annual giving and major gifts at Yeshiva University, has accompanied the president here with us on what we are calling a, a day of giving at Yeshiva University, a uh, a place a landmark location, a landmark facility, a landmark uh, institution that is so vital and important to me. Uh, and we'll explain exactly uh, what we are uh, going to ask of this audience and really of everybody around the Jewish world in just a moment. President Richard Joel, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. It's wonderful to be with you. It is always great to be with you. Alan Sector, a pleasure to see you again. Welcome to JM and the AM. Thank you. Great to be here. I appreciate that. Um, I will talk about the Day of Giving in a moment. A couple of things. First of all, um, uh, many people are familiar with the fact that uh, three of my children, could you imagine half of my children are now in Israel? Uh, and they are there through the Yeshiva University program that uh, essentially, I guess, what do we call it, first year of college spent in Israel? I guess to put it in simple terms, that's... Right. The, word, the general term is the gap year. Think, that, that lots of students spend the year after high school uh, learning in Israel, and we have relationships with uh, the premier yeshivas, about uh, you know over 30 yeshivas and seminaries, right. and uh, students spend a year learning Torah there, and uh, we, in fact... Uh, uh, make sure that the quality of what they're learning and the scope of what they're learning is appropriate to be able to give a year's academic credit. What do you uh, hear about the Siegel kids so far? Everything all right? I can't talk to <laughs> you about that on the air. <laughs> so far, so good. Fortunately, Come on, reassure me, Mr. Fortunate, President. Fortunately, your children all seem to take after your wife. <laughs> Thank God for that, he said publicly. <laughs> but uh, look, I already have one alum from your That's children right. who is a gifted and you know, surprisingly a gifted Baltfila. Oh, um, you know about that, huh? Of course I know about that. It's my go. yeshiva. I'm the mayor. That's right. Um, and I've been in uh, in the, the Gluck-based medrash, which is the main place of davening, although we have, uh, uh, I think I counted yesterday, there are nine uh, minyanim for shachris every day, and wow. when we were there for Shabbos two weeks ago uh, on Friday night, you know, there's the uh, the major uh, major minion, a Karlbach minion, a Sfardi minion, uh, a minion who uh, those who want a shorter minion, those who want a longer minion, because we are Jews. <laughs> you need a nine minion at least. Uh, and there's one other minion, by the way, that no one will go to. Well, obviously, of course, as you said, Jewish community. Um, they haven't asked the Benjamin Siegel to lead Slichas, though, Saturday night. That they've reserved for someone else, I would assume. Apparently, they still... Are you still leading Slichas? Yes, I'm still, still doing I'm it. Still leading what time Slichas. will that begin? Around 1 o'clock? That will be about 5 to 1. 5 to 1 this coming uh, Saturday night, Gluck-based Medrash. Yeah, right. And you lead the first day of Slichas. Well, I lead the first day of Slichas, but leading is taken, taken lightly because we have about 1,000 men and women. Of course, any, anyone is welcome and everyone is welcome. Uh, it's an experience that I think you can only get in the major yeshivas of the world That's because right. there are about a thousand students there. And with At my incredible in cantorial um, <laughs> skill, all I have to do is say, <laughs> and I'm done because the din, the din is something that I've never experienced. They and, all take uh, it from there, huh? Uh, they take it from there. They take it from there. I think that they, they, they have a lot of kav kavana despite the baltfila. Right. Um, and... Uh, 
uh, it's a wonderful uh, three hours. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, it's generally fifty minutes. It's not. Uh, well, I uh, hear it's a know. great experience. It is a wonderful experience. I hope you're, you'll be joining us. Well, as you know, I will be in Staten Island again. I have the privilege of leading services at the new Springville Jewish Center. So again, you and I are in competition. It's no contest. Yeah, no contest at all, huh? None whatsoever. <laughs> I would go to Staten Island. Thank you. That's quite a compliment. If uh, I could find it. <laughs> so now you know. Oh, you have a lot of students from Staten Island. I have students. I have a daughter-in-law from Staten there Island. My Mahatanam are in Staten Island. So it was a Many little, alumni are in Staten Island. So it was a little humor, that's all. It was obviously very little a humor. Little, a little pre-Rosh Hashanah humor. very little humor. So, uh, <laughs> so here we are, and before we talk about the Day of Giving, I would assume... Oh, and, and let me just go back for a moment. So I have to thank you and your staff, and there are many key people whose names I will not mention, because as usual, you and your staff are instrumental in my children having this advanced and incredible education. So thank you, as usual. Number two, I would assume that as you now at the beginning of September, actually mid-September if I look at the calendar, walk uh, across the campuses, both uptown and downtown, or midtown I should say, the Barron campus and the Wolf campus, I would guess that you are getting a tremendous amount of energy and feeling an incredible amount of enthusiasm because, again, based on what I've heard, you've broken all records in terms of number and quality of students at both Yeshiva and Stern College. It's a special, it's a special opportunity for me in my, uh, in my position to be able to just shep nachas by being. Right. And uh, I have to say, I have all of your children, <laughs> and they are incredibly gracious. I walk around with a perpetual dumb smile on my face for fear that I won't see someone who's smiling at me. But people who come to the campus and walk around with me are always struck by the incredible graciousness of our students who really know that they're part of a community, which is also what this day is about. But right. They're part of a special community, and they feel it. And they even feel obligation for hachnasus orchem, for welcoming guests. So, yes, look, we have a wonderful school. We've broken all records of placement for students. Um, I, I think we have about the largest enrollment we've ever had that could be give or take a year. Um, I would certainly like more. Um, because I think that what we offer is nowhere but here, is, is, is unique. Uh, and at these times particularly, on two levels, both in terms of Torah education and an integrated life and cementing young people's perspective that they're supposed to matter in the world, right. that Torah is central, and Torah is central and gives us a responsibility for the rest of the world. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's one reason it's important. I'll also tell you that in terms of other universities, I'm sad to say that most universities don't view their roles as being a place where young people will grow and will grow in terms of their sense of commitment and their opportunity to make a difference in the world, and that happens at YU. Yeah, especially in our community, that's for sure. And all, it really, I mean, you have students that are making a difference in many communities and in many areas of life, but in our community especially, it's amazing watching it. Um, and, and we should note, because I'm sure people are wondering why I don't address it, um, uh, we know that soon, whatever that word means, you'll be moving on. And soon we'll all be moving. <laughs> right, and there'll be a successor in your role. Please God. Uh, and we are not. And our policy, not to use such a strong word, is we really are not addressing that whole issue until there's an official 
appointment or election, however it works for your replacement, because I know there's been major speculation in terms of who is, in fact, going to replace you, but we'll get to that point at, at some point. Uh, but nonetheless, even though the exit will be soon, whatever that means, you still want to see incredible growth, incredible success, and it wouldn't bother you in the least if three, four years from now enrollment is double at both Yeshiva and Stern College. It would bother me a little bit because I would hope it would be more than that. Right. Um, listen, I've had the incredible zuchus for for uh, thirteen and a half years, being the Is junior. Wow. Yeah, being the junior partner with the with uh, the Rabbona Shalom with God, um, in in being able to uh, uh, to help grow and uh, the critical segment, a critical segment of the Jewish community, uh, for fifteen years before that at Hillel. Right. So so this has been an ongoing and wonderful gift. On the other hand, it will be. Uh, 29 years that I've been uh, in in uh, responsible positions in these organizations, and it's time to share the wealth and allow other people some of the pleasure that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Makes me y- rethink my 33 years. Well, here. you know what? There, <laughs> it shouldn't. But 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 the truth is, Baruch Atah Baruch Atah You should be blessed in your coming, and you should be blessed in your going. And and uh, I don't I don't believe in. Uh, in forever leadership, I think that uh, that we learned from uh, from Moshe Rabbeinu, from Moses, that uh, that uh, 40 years uh, was time, and uh, none of us are Moses, so 40 years might be uh, uh, might be beyond the pale. The, the only difference is that 40 years, God told him it was over. <laughs> well, and we have to we have to have the sense to know for ourselves when there's really time for new leadership, for renewed vision. For continuity, but change. You know, some people say fifty is today's forty. You know that, presidential. <laughs> I know, but when I turned when I turned sixty, someone came to me and said, "You know, sixty is the new 60. <laughs> you were the proof. Huh? So I was the proof of that. No, no. Look, I'm feeling wonderful and vital. You shouldn't be you shouldn't no, be wasting yourself away. It's wonderful, right. but I must tell you, it's really appropriate and time now. I needed to. I came in with a with a with a vision that the trustees entrusted me with. Uh, in terms of, of going to next, standing on the shoulders of those who came before me. I think the last uh, decade and a half have been transformational uh, in, in, in keeping with the times. And uh, I'm very proud of what we have. And I think my successor will bring a renewed energy and will reach beyond uh, the educational plant and the culture of what yeshiva is is really something to behold. My great frustration is I can't get each of your listeners to come and visit because right. there's nothing else to say after that. 100%. Um, but I also think that there are uh, the next ideas and things to build upon. And uh, the search has been going on for over a year. Um, when I saw that yeshiva was um, kind of recreated fully and was stabilized, and we had a new school called the Cat School, which not only will have great opportunities but also will bring in great revenue. Uh, that uh, that we have been successful in positioning Albert Einstein, uh, which will always be an affiliate of YU, uh, to be able to sustain itself as a major research institution. So it has to be in partnership with a medical school. Um, and when we have a, a strategic plan. Uh, which is an exciting one. Uh, the, the issue is that we're so concerned about what we do uh, for our students that it's not an economically viable enterprise. Yeah. So you have to plan it in such a way that it can be and it will be and it's stable now and moving forward and we're very excited. Yeah, I, there are media sources that like to focus on the challenges of Yeshiva University. Uh, we, we like to be equal time and focus on because there's so much positive 
at Yeshiva University. Alan Sector is with you. He's Executive Director of Annual Giving and Major Gifts. And today is a major day. Today on September the 21st is the second of a two-day, or actually 24 hours that spread over two days, day of giving. We are actually, believe it or not, in hour number 20 or 21. What hour are we in right now, Alan? We have three hours and 50 minutes to go. Oh, so we're in hour number 20 already, okay. or 21, whatever it is. And basically, it's very simple. You have some very generous people that you've associated with and that are very common names to this audience, we would name them, uh, who have said, you know what, we want to see the worldwide Jewish community mm -hmm. support Yeshiva University. Correct. Put their money where their mouth is, because so many of us, like myself, are very vocal about how much they love Yeshiva University. We want to see you know, what kind of response we'll get. We don't want to be the sole supporters of the university going forward. We want to be part of a team. So you, along with the people at Charity.com, C-H-A-R-I-D-Y, to give them credit, dot com, uh, you have gone, I think it's commas.org, whatever it is, charity, just search it online. Uh, you w went ahead and arranged this YU Day of Giving um, with people who matched a tremendous sum of money, a really large collective contribution. And now, if you can reach, and I know it's going to be different in a moment when we discuss it in the millions, but if you could reach 1.25 million from everybody outside of that small circle of matchers, it will be a successful day of giving at a total of five million dollars, correct? You've done your homework. Thank yes. you very much. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I can go home now. I want to. Uh, <laughs> I want to give credit to our national chairman of the annual giving program, Elliot Gibber, for bringing oh. this idea to our attention. Very nice. And for uh, for he's a visionary for being a visionary yeah. and, a, and a lion in terms of the the planning and, and execution of this. He's an unbelievable visionary. Incredible. And he brings not just his vision but his his kaychas, his right. strength to it. He has been uh, absolutely a lion. I left at the ten o'clock last night, and he was still there um, uh, with all our students and with the faculty and staff making phone calls and uh, um, persuading people. We've had three essential goals to this program. Uh, one was uh, to, to reach our $5 million goal, and I'm proud to say that we're 91% of the way there. Are you serious? Uh, where if you look online at charity.com... What's the total right now? $4,571,452. We're coasting, President oh, Joel. We're coasting to victory. We are not we're coasting we're to victory. We're actually, we're actually in the throes of planning our bonus round. Uh, if, you, if you go to charity.com yeah. slash IMYU, that's yeah. charity with a D.com slash IMYU, you can see real-time campaign updates. You'll note that we have close to 2,000 donors to this campaign, which nice. is incredible, including many, many first-time donors. And worldwide. And worldwide. Uh, many donors who have uh, lapsed donors who are now renewed their support, and many donors who have increased their support for this campaign as a result of the four-times match. Essentially, the point is this, is that a number of very... Uh, wealthy supporters of YU have put up collectively $3.75 right. on the condition that the community, meaning all of us, can raise an additional $1.25 million in 24 hours. In 24 hours. And we're 91% of the way there. 91.1%. Hmm. Correct. Like so, <laughs> and we're anticipating, we're anticipating exceeding our goal. Right. And we're planning to launch a bonus round also with a four times match. That has to be before noon or not? Which will take us all the way to noon. And, and, and what can that potentially raise? Between five and a half uh, and $6 million. As a total. As a total. As a total campaign goal. Wow. But we're not announcing that to you now because it's early in the morning right. and we're still getting people to provide the match. 
Correct. This has to be very Correct. very real and very serious. Yeah, we're yeah. still in the quote-unquote crunch time because we want to get to that $5 million first before sure. everything else. Right? So our, our goals for the program were really threefold. One was to raise a, a significant amount of money for right. Yeshiva University, as you've talked about, the importance sure. of doing that. Second is really to promote community participation, and we're looking at well over 2,000, potentially more than 3,000 donors to this campaign. Every one of them representing a whole family, etc., right? And the third goal was really to create a positive buzz about what YU is doing in the community and in the world. The video that we had for this campaign was narrated by the Broadway superstar Lynn manuel Miranda. Right. Just because you couldn't make it. <laughs> Thank you. Over they say I'm much better than Miranda, President Joel. Well, there's always, ne- there's always next year. There you go. Okay, we're already talking about next <laughs> now year. Now you're thinking. Uh, over 50,000 hits on Facebook. Wow. Not all of them from me and my family. <laughs> uh, and and, the, and, the, and the, the story was picked up by some of the leading New York papers nice. and some of the leading uh, Broadway uh, rags as well. So we've gotten a tremendous amount of visibility for YU. There were hundreds of students, alumni, uh, faculty, and staff in Weisberg Commons and on the Barron campus as well yesterday making phone calls. Uh, we had bands. We had sushi. We had uh, all sorts of entertainment. Carlos and Gabby. There we, you brought, go. we brought some cool YU swag for you, Nachum, yeah. as well. I am YU, it says on this cap. And that President is Joel has pointed out many times that this is quite appropriate for me, and I agree. You bet. I want to say that the, sure. the two, two things. Uh, number one, I want to say that in many ways, certainly, we raise between thirty. We have to raise between thirty-five and forty million dollars a year. Right. With that, we don't yet break even. Right. Right. So it's a major task, and too many people will say, "Oh, well, why you? You know, they th- the world can't exist. Orthodoxy, the Jewish community can't exist without why you." But they think it's like water. They know they. They Turn or like air, right. like air. Right. They know they need it to breathe, and they know it's free, but it's not free. So, but but as important is the sense of incredible community, the sense of our students knowing that they're part of an, an incredible community, and I think it's one of the lessons of our education that that you know they have to develop as individuals, but they're only individuals who are worth while in the context of a community. Right. So I, I think it's in that, in that sense that I also came here to, uh, to solicit your donation. Mm. Um, uh, because I haven't looked online, but I'm sure it's there already. You must just, have overlooked it, President well, I must have overlooked it. But I also, you know, you have listeners who know how well, wonderful you are and also know how wonderful Yeshiva is. And there is an opportunity when you, uh, uh, when you go to, jar- to charity.com slash YU, uh, slash YU, what is it? Uh, what am I pointing at? I, oh, yes, charity.com slash IMYU. And you can make an, uh, a uh, contribution, which will help immensely. You can also put down that it's in honor of Nachum Siegel. Oh, thank you. Um, and, what a uh, nice suggestion. And I'm sure your wife is on the, f- you know, <laughs> is doing that right now. Uh, so, it, look, it was a wonderful thing. Last night I was on campus, on the Wolf campus. Right. Uptown. Um, Wolf, named for, you know, the Wolf family. Right. And we just marked, unfortunately, the right. uh, patira of Joe Wolf, who right. was one of the giants of the Jewish community. But I was walking someone around, and just it was about 9 o'clock at night. And I walked, uh, first of all, the room where all this was happening, there had to be a hundred students, faculty, and the like, uh, on phones or waiting to get phones. Uh, Across the street in the base medrash, Night Seder had over 500 students in it. And across the street in First Hall on the fifth floor were 250 students who were being trained to participate in Torah tours, which is a program that we have on Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. And these students are going to go to over 50 communities for Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah. The best thing I should have brought you, they give out a laminated card called a cheat sheet, <laughs> right, which has 50 songs.
songs for them to carry for a Simchas Torah, oh, so they won't that, run out of songs. Oh, is that great? So uh, every shul in America is jealous of so that. It, <laughs> so it's really special when you see that. It's a vibrant community, and and I think the most important thing is that it really is a metaphor for who we are as a people and who we have to be as a people. No question about it. All right, uh, charity.com at C-H-A-R-I-D-Y.com slash I-M-Y. Five letters, I-M-Y-U, right? No, I-A-M. I-A-M-Y-U. Five letters, That's I-A-M-Y-U, right? I-M-Y-U, simple as that. You were a math major. You can say that again. So so if you go there, we're at over 90% already. Yes, sir. And obviously with the bonus round looming, hopefully, Bezrat Hashem. And we want to see as much success as possible as everybody out there, I hope, understands the importance of Yeshiva University and participating now in this campaign. And kolakavod to those matchers who found the... Uh, the um, a wherewithal, and not just that, but had the confidence in the Jewish world to go ahead and make that commitment because they knew Indeed. that people would come through in the thousands. And, and there is something you, know, you talk about my donation and everyone else's donation. There is something to be said when you contribute $180 and it comes up at $720. There's you know, the impact of that. I mentioned to you earlier that I noticed someone who's capable of giving $10,000 and, it, and it's reported on the site as $40,000. The impact that's being had really is four it's times true. as much. So It's true. Everybody but out I'll, there I will also impact. tell you that when you give $18, right. Right, it it's, matters. Right. And and you know we all give our, our charity and our tzedakah. And, and I think this also says... That if you have the wherewithal, it's wonderful if you can give us thousands and millions. But uh, I just say if you give 10% of your money, let one of your top five gifts be to Yeshiva University. Right. Uh, because we give that gift to you. Um, but uh, uh, the, uh, the high moment last night, I have to say, was something that I promised myself I'd never do. After years of watching Rabbi Kunin on yeah. his Chabad telethon. Sure. And I always made fun of the fact that every so often he would say, let's go to the tote. Sure. And a new figure would come up. Correct. And a group of dancing Hasidim came in. Correct. I see you really watched. So, you know, so last <laughs> night when we hit 3.5 million, right. I, like an idiot, went against all of my prior <laughs> statements and said, let's dance. And the guys from charity, who uh, many of whom are Chabad. That's right. Right? And there was a band there. And all of a sudden I found myself on someone's shoulders and we were dancing. Um, but uh, but there's reason to celebrate not the money but what it enables. No question about it. Uh, President Richard Joel, Alan Sector, Executive Director of Annual Giving and Major Gifts at Yeshiva University, encourage everybody to make this a great success. There's only a couple hours left, noon Eastern time. It'll all be over. Right. So we're under three and a half hours to go. It's charity dot com c h a r i d y dot com slash i M Y U. There is nothing. There's something else to, to to say, which is that we're all in the business of strengthening Jewish life because these are times of anger and discontent, and the Jewish people have a real mission to bring light and purpose into the world. Uh, you're an unbelievable partner, not just to YU, but to the Jewish world. And JM and the AM and the entire Nachum Siegel network makes a difference. And I know that you're going to be going through a transition so that people will be able, that you will broaden your reach by being able to have the Nachum Siegel network available online worldwide and with greater services. I think it's, it's, it's incredibly important that your listeners in the Jewish world support what you do uh, because uh, light is wonderful, but it needs kindling. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, I thank you for that. And uh, you had a quote very similar to what you just said 
in front of an amazing worldwide audience <laughs> from the Paris Great Synagogue, which we will never forget. And it is, it is, by the way, nights like that that we're looking to duplicate around the world that we'll have the opportunity to do so once we do uh, go independent, so to speak. So thank you for your support and for being there Well, for thank us. you. It all matters. It, it all matters. Does. Uh, President Richard Joel, Alan Sector, they encourage you, as do I, to get on the web at charity.com slash IMYU. Shana Toval Matuka. Happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Do a good job early Sunday morning on the Slichus Service, President Joel. I'm sure you will. Well, it'll pale compared to you, but I don't have to do a good job. I get to take nachas from the students. But uh, a happy and a healthy year, and we should all uh, uh, have the ability to first have health and uh, uh, and then secondly to continue to enlighten the world, which is what we're supposed to do. Amen. Alan Sector, I wish you a happy and healthy sweet Thank New you. Year. And I would, I would hope that the major gifts category gets even more major this year. How do you like that blessing, huh? Amen. <laughs> Amen is right. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
a.m. in the a.m. Wednesday morning. Um, well, I mentioned earlier that uh, we have one more item that we must take care of today. We, we've really we've done some amazing things already today. Typical jam in the a.m. morning. Spoke about the medical center in the Binyamin region uh, and how we could help uh, continue to build the land of Israel. Spoke about one of my favorite places, Yeshiva University, with the president here, which was incredible. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And now we get to talk about Israel, but in a much more fun manner. Tomorrow night, after all these weeks of talking about it and wondering what it's going to be like to be there, tomorrow night we finally, finally get the chance to wave the Israeli flags in Brooklyn, New York, and root on Team Israel in the World Baseball Classic against Great Britain. You know, my friend Steve Cohen, he has nothing against the people from Great Britain. But in this case, he says we have no choice. We've got to root for Israel. It's as simple as that. Steve Cohen is, of course, the executive vice president of the Brooklyn Cyclones, and he is very anxious to see Team Israel walk into that stadium at MCU Park tomorrow night in Brooklyn, New York. Steve, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you for having me again. Listen, and listen, Steve, Steve. Getting exciting around here. Nothing against Great Britain. but Set the record straight. You have nothing against our friends from Great Britain. Come on. No, I have, absolutely not, and I'm, I'm certainly cheering them on on any other day. But tomorrow night we want we want Team Israel, right? Oh uh, yeah, and I I want them to jump out to a really early lead. I don't want to be there, you know, biting my nails nervously, wondering what's going to be the outcome. I want them jumping out to a comfortable lead, Steve. You know what I mean? I know. You know, it's, it, I was actually watching them practice last night a little bit, and they're uh, they look impressive. Big, a lot of a lot of six foot four guys out there. Um, Hitting home runs and during BP, so I think uh, I, I think it should be a great game. Did you get a chance to see Ike Davis? Was he among the group yesterday? He did. Yep, I saw Ike when he came in, and um, you know, I, Ike obviously spent some time here years years ago. So um, yeah. reminisce oh. a little bit about his time in Brooklyn. Oh, that's right. You mentioned to us last time he was actually a Cyclone at one point, right? Right, right. I mean, yeah. his name is all over the place as a uh, yeah. as a former Cyclone that is that played in the big leagues. All right, listen, please tell me. Please tell me the place is going to be jam-packed tomorrow night. What do you think? Uh, 24 hours ahead, what do you think? Will it be jam-packed uh, yeah, tomorrow? I think it's going to be, um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic that we're going to get close to a full house. All right. Um, people, are buying, people are buying tickets all day yesterday. Oh, and, and by the way, it's supposed to be great weather. And it's supposed to be beautiful weather, and we have fireworks tomorrow night. So oh. um, come, on, come out, uh, see some great baseball, have a nice night out with the family. And you know, let's let's cheer Team Israel and let's pack the house. I I'm going to guess it's going to be about uh, 90% Team Israel fans here. So uh, I think it'll be it'll be a great night. You're telling me that the Great Britain community, the, those who have moved from England to the New York area, are not going to be coming out for the game. <laughs> there are some. There are some. But obviously, uh, listen. Uh, are know, we the Great pl- Britain uh, community is, sh- is showing up for this? Are we playing by the same rules as the World Baseball Classic? The same as I guess I would say American League, Major League Baseball rules. Yeah, yeah. Actually, everything is pretty much the same. The only small, I guess, difference is that they could. could in this round, I think they do go with a um, with a mercy rule potentially. So I don't, I don't see that happening in in our game tomorrow night. Um, but you know they do have something set in place for that um, just in case. But I, I don't 
uh, hopefully we won't see that happen at all. In oh, so so if Israel really pounds them, you might be doing fireworks at 8.30, huh? And, that's, that's right. <laughs> watch the fireworks, and everyone can get home and be ready, uh, yeah, be ready I know. for work and school the next Yeah, week. don't worry about preparing for Shabbos. If Israel does really well, you may have plenty of time tomorrow night. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, and, and one big, um, you know, Israel is you know listening to the managers yesterday, and she included... Um, you know, Jerry Weinstein is the manager of Team Israel, and Barry Larkin, the former Red, who's with Brazil, um, just, you know, hearing them talk and everything. I think Israel is, um, you know, one of the favorite teams to go on to the final in the championship game is Sunday at 6 o'clock. So keep, wow. everybody should keep an eye on, uh, what happens over the next few days, um, and then when they wake up Sunday morning, see if Israel's in that 6 o'clock game, and, and come out and support them in the in the championship game as well. All right, that's a good point. And we'll know that when? We'll know that how early in terms of who's in the championship? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I think we could probably possibly know whether or not they'll be in that game Saturday morning. Oh, good. Um, okay. But so, one, one, so once Shabbos ends, we get to spread the word of its good news. So if and then and then at the very latest, we'll know Saturday night. Right. So, you know, we'll... we'll, we'll Blast it out, put it on social media, get the word out, and uh, oh my gosh, uh, you got to let me know. Could you imagine on a Sunday night if they end up in the championship game? That'd be incredible. Yeah, no, I know. I think Sunday at six o'clock too. It would be, you know, the weather's supposed to be great. Oh my Again, gosh. we have we we will be be doing fireworks on the Sunday after the Sunday night game as well. And if Israel's in it, then I don't even want a packed house. I want I want people yeah, uh, overflowing. You know, overflowing on the concourse. I'll tell you something. You know, we discussed this weeks ago. We knew it would be exciting, but it's really getting cool now as we build up to it at the last minute. You know what I mean? It's really it getting is. cool. It is. It was great. You know, yesterday we started getting just a slew of phone calls, groups calling in and um, waiting, um, you know, I get just getting their orders in. And um, I, like like we talked about earlier, I'm, I'm optimistic it's going to be a... Uh, you know, there's a Jewish. You know, there's a Jewish day school out there. There may be more than one that literally have offered tickets to anybody in the school who wants to go. That's how many they went ahead and pre-purchased so they'd be able to, you know, go together as a group to the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've been actually. So. Um, I, I think a kind individual actually um, supplied buses and tickets for this for the school, which was really nice. Oh, so cool! All right, so we have a lot to be uh, really, really. Uh, not concerned about everybody, but a lot to cheer for. That's tomorrow night starting at 7 p.m. Israel, bring the flags. Bring the Israeli flags. You did tell me last time there will be plenty of kosher food available, right? Absolutely. You also told me last time that if people like myself are dying for some Team Israel swag, it will be on sale at the ballpark, right? Absolutely. Yep. Fireworks we mentioned. Stocking up now. Fireworks we mentioned. All we got to do now is just cheer them on to victory. I think that's all that's left at this point. That's right, and come out and have some fun. Steve, I thank you so much. As, you know, I, again, I don't know where Major League Baseball would have or could have chosen to do this, but boy, did they come up with the right partners in you and the Brooklyn Cyclones. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, of course, uh, they can go to brooklyncyclones.com, a World Baseball Classic um, website as well, and link off there and buy tickets. Um, or come to the box office uh, here in MCU Park. Very cool. All right, thank you. So we'll see you tomorrow night. And realize you could hear in my voice, I represent a lot of people saying we're really looking forward to it. Well, thank you very much for supporting us, and I look forward to seeing you throw, throw strike as well. <laughs> Please, God. <laughs> I thank you for that. Huh? Steve has faith, that's for sure. He's a man of faith. Well, there you have it, everybody. Go to the Brooklyn Cyclones website and bring the Israeli flags tomorrow night. That's basically the two things you have to do, and just show up and uh, and enjoy the... Uh, Enjoy the game, and 
I'm getting nervous because Team Israel, it seems, is really favored now. And you know what happens when teams are favored, you know. There's only one way to go. So uh, let's hope that, in fact, they're able to make their mark and come out with a victory tomorrow night and then continue on Friday and then hopefully Sunday night in the championship game, which would be really, really cool, to say the least. Uh, JM and the AM, as we continue, and a reminder, we have amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmandtheam.org. Make sure you have the NSN app, as we discussed yesterday. Going forward, you want to make sure... You have the NSN app, as so many people around the world do, and as so many people around the world use to listen to uh, this show and all of our shows. Uh, Yoni Pollock is next with Bite Size on our stream, focusing on setting and achieving goals in preparation for Rosh Hashanah in the coming year. He has a whole slew of wonderful people who've conducted uh, interviews, plus he'll, of course, be uh, including some great Jewish music as well. Avrami's going to be hosting the live lunch at 11 o'clock. Stay with us all day long on the stream at jmnam.org. And on the NSN app, and I, th- I didn't get a chance at all today to to uh, to s- discuss the comments on the app that we've been getting all morning long. But thank you. There are some amazing comments, especially in the aftermath of yesterday's announcement, how we are becoming the exclusive flagship program of the Nahum Siegel Network, um, or exclusively there, I should say. A lot of great comments, uh, both about that and in general about our programming. So it is much uh, it is much appreciated, especially from those who comment on our app. Uh, yeah, and we have a, an app you could actually comment on. Uh, we have an app that's actually interactive and an app that has amazing archives and a million other great features, including music mixes and alarm clock that you could set to wake up to our stream and so much more. So I suggest you check it out. It takes about 25 seconds to install, and that's it. So do it today, and don't forget to do so. Tomorrow we'll spend more time on the whole exclusive move of the uh, JMNAM radio program to the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, it's something that we'll discuss tomorrow on That's Life hosted by Miriam L. Wallach, and then we will take your phone calls during the live lunch about this topic. And also tomorrow, we hope, because this is something we did really successfully uh, last year, we hope to air, I believe it's going to be 3.30 Eastern time, we hope to air President Netany- uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu's speech at the U.N., which I believe is right now scheduled for 3.30 p.m. tomorrow Eastern time, and give our take on it. We've uh, We've had a lot of fun and a lot of serious conversation in the aftermath of his speeches, just discussing the key lines and uh, and uh, his brilliance in presenting the speeches uh, and the points that he hits. So um, a lot of people have enjoyed that as we've done it. So if he is, in fact, scheduled still for 3.30 tomorrow, we hope to do that live on jmnam.org and on the NSN app. And, of course, we'll take your comments, uh, and we hope that uh, you will uh, tune in at that time as well. So that's the plan. Plenty going on, as you could hear, 24 hours a day. Ellie Marcus is next. You're listening to JM in the AM. Don't 
Marcus wrapping up a Wednesday for us. Don't forget, great programming on our stream all day long at jamnam.org and on the NSN app. Uh, keep that in mind to make sure to uh, comment on the app throughout the entire day. Um, many of you emailed us yesterday, of course, uh, regarding uh, the announcement about the transition that's um, that started. Uh, and many of you want to know exactly... Uh, what you need, how to listen on the listen line uh, through the auxiliary cable or Bluetooth on your phone, etc., etc. We are trying to get to every one of those emails and answer as comprehensively as possible. So just be patient with that. If you want to follow up with another email, feel free to do so. And uh, we will continue uh, working together on that here at JM in the AM. Achim Yisrael and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial Broadcasting Live in the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org, and of course on the NSN app. And that wraps up a Wednesday morning program. Plenty coming up, as we said, all through the day. And, of course, tomorrow morning, starting at 6 a.m., make sure to join us. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.